Welcome back to The Right Angle. It is another Thursday recording day. It's December 1st. This will probably be out by December 3rd, I would guess. So we are solidly headed into the holiday season. And G-Man, last week one of our guests asked us how long we celebrate Christmas, and I believe the answer was basically a month. Yeah. Yeah, right after Thanksgiving is when uh, I start putting up the lights and putting, you know, looking for the tree yep. and that kind of stuff. Uh, I do know the one that asked us when we start celebrating uh, listens to Christmas music 365 days a year. Really? Or thereabouts. Yeah, wow. he, he he really likes the Christmas music. Not that much, but he does it in the summer. And, yeah. And... Uh, you know, likes to keep in touch with that. Okay. With that be- beautiful music of the holiday season. And he's not Jewish. No, okay. no, not at all. I, I, I think maybe there might be one, one little uh, CD that might have uh, Jewish. Yeah, Sammy you know, Davis. I, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> when you said find a tree, does that mean you you still get a real one or cut it down? I or do. Go to a, yep. So, yep. what's your, uh, do you go to a, a pre-cut place or a farm, or have you done a variety of things? No, we go to, actually, this year was the first time in maybe 15 years that we went to a different place, because last year, it was getting very, very hard to find a tree at this particular tree farm, because they have so many people come there and cut trees and I happened to find out this year from a friend of mine who was talking to the person that owned this tree farm this particular tree farm that they get between 30 and 40,000 people going there each year you wonder it seems like the ones that I drive by uh, that are relatively small I mean they're not like it's not where they grow them and then they cut them and put them someplace it's they have to pack them up take them to the place and unload them and they always seem to have I mean not as many trees left as pumpkin places have pumpkins left but definitely way more trees than they need it seems like but I guess that they have left over after the season yeah that they cut before yeah that they right right yeah, I think I know which ones you're talking about because that's a that's a big operation that uh, that does that stuff. We we did go to a a different tree farm in my brother-in-law's town, and <laughs> we we found this perfect tree. We like them tall and skinny. Oh really? And, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean you know not skinny, but yeah, you know, not not really full. Yeah. And we, I I had I have this particular tree stand that I have to get the trunk all the way to the bottom so that it won't fall, and I had to cut off <laughs> the bottom branches that they, they had already cut off, and I cut off the next set because I it didn't go down all the way, and now it looks like uh, Charlie Brown did oh, no. uh, before I uh, did that. Yeah, it's uh, nothing like the tree that we cut, um, and. They butchered there, and then I butchered. Yeah, and I brought it home. Oh man! But um, at least it's uh, thinner than the ones that we usually have. Got it. And not any cheaper. No, not any cheaper. I don't. Do you, Do you buy? Do you go out and cut? One? No, sadly, my uh, other half, many probably, wow, at least ten years ago, 
opted for the fake tree, which I, I mean, I get, but I still r rather have a real one. But so I don't remember how much they were last time we bought them. But do I dare ask? <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, if I had, so let me, let me guess. So okay. what are we talking like eight foot, seven, seven, seven foot, seven foot. By the way, speaking of the height, this particular farm said if they, if you cut a tree that is below seven feet, they will uh, add a hundred and ten dollars to your bill. Wow! Because you've taken a tree that is going to be good next year, basically. Do you think? I, I'm assuming that's what it was. I didn't understand <laughs> his reasoning for that. But uh, if anybody was looking for a six foot tree or lower. Uh, that wasn't the place to go. Wow. And I made darn sure that I raised my arm up all the way. You know, that's about <laughs> right. seven feet to, to make sure that it did that. And I cut it right down at the ground. Yeah. So well, if, there was no problem there. But, yeah, I'd never heard of that before. If they charge that um, much for as a penalty, because I was going to say, man, I don't remember what they were last time we bought one. But I'm sure it wasn't more than $50 for like a seven-ish foot tree. But it sounds like it's. Bidenflation is probably a lot more than that. It's 80. 80 for a seven foot tree? For a seven foot tree. Wow. Yeah. And do they have different prices for like scotch pines or whatever oh, yeah. pines? Oh, yeah. Blue now, this particular tree farm that we went to this year, uh, they had no prices on any of the trees. I think they, at this farm, they just charge you by the height of the tree the farms that that or the farm that we went to for 15 or 20 years had a uh tag on each tree hmm. that told you you could cut that tree okay and then it told you what the price was before you cut it interesting yeah and they're they were about the same price as what this place was you know they're around 80 dollars for a seven foot tree um i don't know what the we usually get a fur, and the furs yeah. are more. Yeah, uh, they hold their needles longer, and uh, so because I keep mine up till uh, till Memorial Day, and, uh, <laughs> and then, I want to make sure they don't fall down on the carpet before then. Cut it into firewood so, after. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> exactly. How about are your outside lights are they are they old school or do you evolve with the times or a little of each? Well, because of uh, Haydn being in office, I've gone from the uh, C6, I think it was the, the not the biggest one, but the second one, uh, size of the old type of oh, yeah. light uh, bulb. I used to do it with those because I love those. Nobody does those anymore. And uh, I, I did go to the small mini lights because I didn't want to pay... Uh, you know, four or five hundred dollars a month for my electrical bill for the next month and a half. So, and I'm assuming, do you put up lights? We put up like some decoration lights, and then we we don't hang lights off of the the eaves like we used to. But we have like a thing that like shoots a you know a pattern it's sort of against the house and it rotates oh, yeah. and does yeah. stuff like that which is i've seen those. at first i thought it was kind of dorky and in a way <laughs> it kind of is but it's it's kind of cool i might get a second one so it has like some variation but 
Yeah, those those old school lights, uh, those probably use who knows how much juice. But man, our our electric and gas bills have gone through the roof in the last couple months. Yes, I think yeah, obviously everybody's has, and sadly, I think that's probably going to put a crimp on everybody even decorating outside this year. Um, I I do the same amount of bushes and around the house and all that kind of stuff with these lights. I didn't cut back on that other than the fact that I'm using the mini ones. Do you do any blow up? We had a, uh, a frosty or sand, I think frosty, but it even in a fairly light wind, it just goes all around. Not as bad as those advertisement things, those whatever those things are called. But so we were actually trying to find someone to, to give it to, and we haven't found anyone yet. Huh. Well, I'm sure there's some needy person that is looking for a Frosty. Yeah. Let's hope. Not, not a Frosty snowman, Frosty beer. <laughs> oh, I think I, I I'm sorry. I should, have said, I should have said that. So. Not the Wendy's type. Speaking of, no, no. speaking of beer, speaking of root beer, I understand you have an update on your latest taste testing. I do. I do. We have, uh, to that point, we had, I think, four that we had found that we had not taste tested yet. And I don't know if I told the audience this, but I think we were up to around 60 root beers. Wow. That we, uh, that we taste tested. And out of these four that we taste tested a week ago or so, we came up with another number one root beer. And uh, I mean, it was it was um, we, we decided it it took over uh, the other number one Wild Bill's root beer. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's tried that, but uh, um, this one was given to us from a brewing company huh. that makes their own root beer um, in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Wow! I guess I can say the name of the place. It's in the UP. It's called Ordock Brewing Company. And um, they make a root beer there. And it was absolutely fantastic. And what's it called? Fantastic. It's, it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't, it's just their root beer that okay. they have there. What they did was, apparently, according to my wife's cousin who lives up in that area, they put it in a, they packaged their own beer cans. They poured some into a beer can and <laughs> Packaged it in the beer can and sent it to us, and um, and it was um, in a beer can, so there was no Ordak root beer type thing on it. It was just simply some beer can they had that. that and it and it was a in. a can or a bottle a can. It was a can. Wow. It was a can, and I guess they seal the they pour it into the can, and then he said they seal the lid onto it. Uh, and and the guy did that specifically for him. He is friends with him up there, uh, you know, quote unquote friends. And the guy said this will will keep it longer in this can than it would in our bottles that we that we put in. Yeah. And he said for whenever they taste test it. And of course, it was like three or four months later that we did test it. And it was like I say, it was it blew everyone else wow. out of the water. So, so not nece- not necessarily yeah. commercially available, or no, it's it's commercially available, but no, no, it is not. 
that I know of. I think everything that they make up there, you have to, you have to go up there and get it from them. Uh, there was another bottling company up in that part of the upper part of the state of Michigan that I happened to have gotten from a friend of mine that was a cola. And I think it was called Northwoods. Huh. Northwoods Cola. And that had like half the sugar of a Coke. And it was it was absolutely fantastic, too. I wish they, they sold it everywhere because I'd buy that all day long as opposed to Coke. I am a Coke head. I don't know if I told everyone that. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. That would cut way down on my sugar, and it, and it was it was a very good tasting cola. Northwoods and Ordock. Yeah. Michigan does have some good things up there. Any recollections, any stories to share of the Fleetwood Mac member who passed away a couple days Christine ago? Christine McVie. Uh, you know, I was on YouTube last night, and I was telling my, my lovely wife, I said there was a bunch of things on YouTube, because I listened to music on it. Yeah. I said there's a lot of things about Christine McVie, and I just thought it was her birthday or something. And it turns out today she said that on the news that she had, she had unfortunately passed on. I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, but there were a couple of songs that I didn't mind. You know, Rihanna and um, a couple of others. But, yeah. you know, they, as far as I'm concerned, they made good music. Yeah. Like every band, they have their, their struggles within themselves. Right. Yeah, because I think, like weren't they, because uh, there's two guys and two girls, gals, and at one point they were married. I can't remember if Mick Fleetwood was married to one of them and... The other was married to the other, or maybe not. I, I know at least two of them were married to each other. I'm I pretty think sure. Christine and their bassist okay. was, uh, was married. And then, of course, uh, you know, Stevie Nicks was married to everybody in, yeah. <laughs> in music. Yeah. So she kind of floated around and yeah. things like that and probably caused, you know, different things to happen. Right. But... I don't think she was married to who's that lead, who's their lead singer? Yeah, Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, Lindsay Buckingham. Okay. I, I don't think they were ever married, but they were um they were a thing at one time. Yeah. Go so, Your Own Way was uh yep. a song he wrote about Oh, that's right. Up, I guess. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. It's always it's always sad to to see these, you know, people starting to pass away and stuff in in the music world uh, that, you know, with the music that we grew up with. Yeah. And um, and then you see some of the people that should have been dead. Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Mick Jagger, you know, those kind of people that, that just seem to go on forever. In probably whatever their heyday of the late 60s, early 70s, if you would have gone to Vegas and placed a bet on Keith Richards being alive when he was even 50 or 60, I'm sure that no one would have taken that bet. But no, it's no just goes to show you, I guess. I might put a bet on him now that he'll live till he's 100. <laughs> yeah, if he's made it this far, <laughs> he's, he has to have backed off on some of that stuff. Yeah, you would think so. 
Oh, well, what does look like he died, though? Yeah, he does. He, yeah, does. he does look like a skeleton in a coffin, but but still plays good music. Yeah, man. I saw we saw a uh, trailer, or a preview for a new movie. It's called like 80 for Brady or something. It's about a bunch of four women that go to a Super Bowl to see Tom Brady. And it's like Jane Fonda, Sally Fields and whoever. And man, Jane Fonda's face i mean her skin which i can't even believe it's her skin but she looks like she could have the skin of like a 40 year old or a 35 year old it's just kind of really sad because all the other women you know look like they should look like like they really do but <laughs> my gosh i it's just unbelievable uh, unbelievable well. Maybe maybe she came up with the right pancake batter to <laughs> put on her face before she went out. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. But uh, they're in the movie and they're wanting to go see Brady. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's I guess it's loosely based on a true story or something like that. I it, I mean it's one of those silly kind of goofy comedies. It looks like I don't know how funny it'll be, but. Oh, so you didn't see it? Um, no, it's not out yet. I, I think it comes oh. out around Super Bowl time. So yeah. we shall Apropos. see. Yep. 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 So what's uh, cooking in your world? Let's talk about the reporter that asked, since it's in the news, um, one of the American soccer players, what it's like to be playing for a racist country. Did you hear that? No, no, no. I didn't at all. Set, yeah, set he, it up uh, for me. It's um, an Iranian reporter, and I, I I didn't see the exchange between them. I just heard about it. The the reporter said to the American soccer player, I think he said he you mispronounced that. And by the way, how does it uh, feel to be playing for a racist country? And that again, I didn't see the exchange. I will look for it, you know, and and see what happened. But he did not respond in kind to him and the next day on one of the talk shows that I watch one of the women were saying it's it's nice that the soccer player didn't react to what the reporter said to him and cause an international incident and I thought to myself what are you talking about he's sitting there to, you know that's a pot calling the kettle black at least when he says that to the American player, I, if I was the soccer player, I'd have looked him in the face. I said, you know, you know, what the, are you talking about? You are the people that behead people and stone them to death and cut their hands off when they shoplift. Don't, don't give me any crap about being racist and get out of my face right now. So the soccer player didn't say anything no. or did just I, he might've said, Oh, you know, we're, I don't think I don't think we're racist, and I don't know what he said. Yeah, didn't give it back. Uh, but he though. didn't. He did not react to that comment about it being. And I'm sick. What it, my point is is that I'm sick and tired of people not coming back into the face of other people that say things like that to you. I mean that that is absolutely insane that that guy would say something like that. And especially because then it begs the question, does a soccer player believe and agree with what the guy said and doesn't want to say anything? Or does he disagree and is too afraid to say anything? Either way, like you said, it comes out 
he comes out looking bad. Oh, I mean, I'm telling you what, that, that would be all she wrote for that soccer team if he had agreed with them, you know, about America being racist or whatever. Right. And uh, that would have been cut their viewership in a half, I'm sure, with that. But I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm tired of the, of the, you know, I, I better step back because I don't want to cause any incident or anything. I'd go right at him. And, and I think that would be something that would make people watch more soccer. Yeah. <laughs> if he was backing up his country like he, sh- he should have done. But, right. Uh, wow. Well, funny you mentioned soccer. I, I saw the, uh, well, the U.S. did beat Iran one to nothing. Yes. And then I, I said, I was looking online, it says, click here to watch the highlights from the game. And I'm thinking, that's got to be like a 10-second video. <laughs> Here's the goal. Boom. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, what else all... What else do you show? A bunch of saves that a goalie made? I, I understand. Of course, I didn't watch any of it because I, I can sleep real well at night. <laughs> but I understand that they were doing a lot of tripping with each other, a lot of physical stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I heard on the news. Is okay, that they were they were going at each other pretty good when they were when they were playing their game. I don't know how how physical you can be because I think when you trip people in, yeah. in soccer, you get a penalty for that. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm assuming. I don't know for sure, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting in uh, football and soccer and basketball how. The referees, or I guess they're all referees in those sports, every crew is a little bit different. And how the players sort of have to push them, see how far they can push it, whether it's a pass interference or whether it's a charging call or whether it's a whatever. And it is kind of, and I guess baseball is sort of the same in terms of the umpire in the strike zone, but it's... I don't know. I guess that's just part of the game, the the human element that it's just never quite the same from game to game, week to week. With uh, it's funny you should mention that because that was one of my other topics. Who uh-huh. I happened to be watching a particular basketball game, and uh, there was a a goaltending call where a player on one team blocked the shot. Before, obviously, before it went in the hoop for you people that don't know anything about basketball. And it took them five minutes to decide whether that was goaltending or not. And they showed the they showed the replay immediately, like they always do with every sport thing. They showed the replay. And it was it was one hundred percent obvious that it was not goaltending. You know, I they showed it and I go, there, there's no way that's goaltending. And, of course, they overturned it. But they took five minutes to decide. With, and, and I'm saying to myself, what are they looking at? What, you know, are they looking at the same thing I am? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's right there. And th- I, I think that's – it takes away from the game. If I was in the stands, I'd be going nuts. I know. Waiting for them to do something like that. I, I, say to, I said to a, a good friend of mine that was, that's been heavy into basketball his whole life, I go, what do you think they're doing? Are they are they milking it because they know they're on camera now? And it's them <laughs> yeah. as opposed to the players that has all the attention. And he thought, well, no, I don't think so. I think they were I said, well, as plain as day, 
that it was not goaltending. They did reverse it and do the right call, you know, eventually. But five minutes is absurd. I think there should be a rule where the referees have 90 seconds to look at the thing, and if they can't decide, they leave it the way it is. And if they see that they were wrong, then they change it. Yeah, there are when those those bang bang plays in any sport, you you could sit there and analyze it all day long and maybe overturn it or maybe not. But really, I just unless it's super egregious, I say let them keep playing because, like you say, especially if you're in the stands, it adds well. No matter what, it adds time to the game. I'm sure any given any of those three sports, it probably adds an average of. 10 or 15 minutes because they do it at least three or four times in a game. Yes, exactly. And then, of course, when they say this is a review, then they go to the commercials. Then you get to watch five minutes of commercials that you didn't need to watch if there hadn't been a, a play that was called bad or good or whatever because they got to run all the way over to that little thing in football, put the thing over their head, and look at it. And <laughs> I... I, football might be a little different. There, there could be little tweakings to that that you know they have to look at real closely, but still, never as long as they take to do it. It's I almost feel like half the time just turning the game off when they go to look at the review. I'll look at it later, you know, when they're when they're playing again ten minutes later. I don't know if it's quite gotten out of control, but it's certainly going that way. Speaking of ads, I was playing a game, one of the few games I play on my iPad to keep my mind extra sharp, and you get pop-ups for various, you know, games of something, so-and-so, and one of them came up, and it one of its features was no annoying ads. So, by whose definition is an ad <laughs> annoying or not? Yeah, which ad on earth is not annoying? Yeah, I mean, for, you could take all the the drug ads; those are totally annoying. Is there any company advertisements that you are at least initially entertained enough by that you don't think they're annoying? I wouldn't say entertained. I would say watchable, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, you'll probably laugh when I say this, but the last one that I that I enjoyed, I guess, you know, like what you're saying, would be the Smucker's Jam. Oh yeah, <laughs> commercial because it was it was a guy that just had a you know like a real honest voice. Yeah, and he's talking about how it's made, and they're spreading that jam on a piece of bread, <laughs> and you're going, oh my god, I'm going, I'm gonna make me a piece of toast. Yeah, you know. It's uh, um, th that was one that it sticks in my mind that I that, you know, was worthy of my right, you know, of, of, of gaining points for me for buying it. Yeah, or whatever. But 90 percent yeah. of the ads are 99 percent of the ads. Suck. Right. How about the old uh, anticipation ketchup ads? Um, that was clever. Yeah. But. Didn't do anything for me. Okay. I usually like the Geico ads the first two or three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the progressive ads, yeah. you know, with flow. You know, the first two were neat. And that and now it's like an annoying relative 
coming to your screen on your TV. We should get into advertising because I know that we could do 100% better than most of the ads that are on TV now. They're ridiculous. Uh, the the electric cars for GM, it, you know, they, they turn on the car, they get in the car, they're all laughing and smiling, you know, and having a good time, of which I have never seen in my life people get into a car and being that way unless they're already drunk yeah and um and then they're driving along and they're singing to the song and there's nothing about the car except that it's electric yeah nothing yeah i guess when you think about it because you can say you know v8 so many horsepower blah 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 but what can you see do electric cars have horsepower do they have I guess, you know, dual motors like some of the Teslas. I don't know what else you can really say about it. Don't, I don't know if Tesla – I think you can rate the power that it has maybe according to horsepower, but I've never heard of an all-electric car saying that it has horsepower in it. Yeah. If it's an all-electric car and it's – quick they'll say zero to 60 in yeah five yeah. seconds or something like that but i don't think that there's horsepower maybe i don't know maybe they put it on those skids that they they test them for for brake horsepower and and right. say this has that much in it it's I'm hard sure it's it's hard to believe and you being a car guy would know this better than myself but if you had a one horsepower engine i can't believe that that would be anywhere near the power of one horse. No, it is not. How does that work? Do you know? I do not. I do not know where the terminology for horsepower came up. Um, as far as you know, for the gas-powered engines and what they said for horsepower, I don't. I don't know, but um, I could look it up and talk but, about it next week. But, yeah, but um, as far as you know, they. I mean, you would assume that it had some relation to. A horse can pull this much, and uh, whatever a tractor or something can pull the same amount. But that, I mean, that when you think about it, that doesn't really make sense. No, because one horsepower, which would be one horse, could yeah could annihilate a one horsepower. I could annihilate a one horsepower engine. Right. So by running faster than that, but. Um, that brings up another thing about about cars. Have you noticed how they name cars nowadays? <clears throat> like the um, uh, Kia, uh, the Kia Centros. What's a Centros? What you know, a Kia uh, Ion. I mean, I know what an Ion is, but I, an Ion that's that's like almost innate. Right. When we were, you know, here I am, I'm the grandpa. When we were growing up, you know, it was Cougar, Stingray, uh, you know, um, the Cutlass, the Sword, you know. The, the, the names they have for cars nowadays are, it doesn't give them any feeling to me with with what they're naming them. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where do you think, like, Delta 88, do you know where that came from? The 88... No, I don't. Yeah, I, you just think those, the you know, the Tornado, what a classy name. Yeah, yeah. Tornado, like I say, you know, the, the Cougar, Mustang. Yep. Um, 
all, all of those have. And then, then I notice, because I am a gearhead, I'll look at when I was growing up, if you had a GT, Gran Turismo, yep. you know, then you had the tachometer in the car. And, you know, it's a little, little more souped up. Oh, that guy has a GT. You know, that's cool. Now it's, um, it's an Ionic Sphere 1.0 SLT. You know, what, what's that? What, what are they trying to, what are you trying to sell on the back of your bumper with that? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't get it. I'm, I, I'm out of the loop when it comes to cars anymore. What, what about all dealerships pretty much put their sticker or their logo on either the license plate or the back of your car? Do you ever just take those off? Yes. And you know how to do it? No. With a light bulb. You heat it up with a light bulb. Yeah. And it will wrinkle and you can pull it off. Really? Yeah. At least... The ones that have been on my car, I've been able yeah. to do that with. I don't know if they have new super sticky stuff. So how do you get whatever. your how do you get your car inside to get it close enough to a light bulb? Well, I just take a, a trouble light and go out and plug it in and and put it next to it. Okay. And uh, and heat it up that way. I've only had yeah. to do it twice. Oh yeah. Um, but you do not want to pull them off. Without trying that first, because it, okay. it will damage the car. Yeah, huh? Do that. So. Wow. And how do you know? You just see it kind of starting to wrinkle, and then you can. Yeah. Yeah. Ease it off. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, it's like kind of like wallpaper, you know. Yeah. You use the light instead of water, and uh, you heat it up, and when it gets to that point where you feel you can start pulling it, it'll it'll come off. Got so, it. Speaking of yeah. cars, have you ever pulled out a dent with suction cups? No. And funny again, you should mention that because I'm going to be going out with a friend of ours that owns a body shop. Yeah. And I'm going to ask him how he does that. But yeah, it's with suction cups that they do that with. Yeah. Because I know um, Moses bought a used car and she was, I think... She bought some a couple different sizes of them and tried it without really much luck or any luck. But I imagine it has to do a with the size and scope and dentage of the dent, and also I don't know how much skill is involved or if it's just either it works or it doesn't work depending on where the dent is. I will hate to do this to one of the young lads that were on last week. But one of the two happened to, unfortunately, back into a uh, light post Ooh. Um, a couple of weeks earlier and had dented his bumper on his mother's car. And he came down, he, he came down that day just after he dented it. And I said, Let, let's see what we can do with that. And it was, you know, the, the, the bumpers are rubber now. Yeah. So I just, um, I took a little coat hanger type thing and stuck it inside the hole where the light bulb used to be before it broke out and i pulled it out and it came out almost perfectly huh uh i also understand that you can put hot water on those things yeah and they'll pop out by themselves yeah you know, we did i shouldn't say i helped her because i don't know who moses is but uh <laughs> she did tell me that she tried kind of dripping hot water down before putting the suction cups on but it was a lost cause, but I don't know that she'll keep trying or not. But 
But obviously body shops use something much more sophisticated or is it just more of a sophisticated type? Or I guess that's what you'll find out. I, I'm pretty sure what it is, is it is a suction cup, but what it has is, is it has a uh, hose that will, on, on the suction cup, and depending on the size of the, oh. the dent, you turn on that hose and it will suck the suction cup with the dent out okay. from that way. And that's how it does it. I took my uh, Ferrari in to get it detailed earlier this year Yeah, at the beginning of the spring. And there were a couple of dents in it because there were. Okay. And the guy said, hey, I can get those dents out for you. And I go, well, g- give me a price. He said, we can do that for $1,400. I said, mm. what? $1,400? I said, there's like three dents in it. You know, well, it'll make it look like new. And I go, nah, I like it like it is. Thanks anyway, though. And, wow. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you the name of the company that that detailed it because they did an absolutely horrific job. Ooh. And I don't even know if they did anything to it wow. when I went to pick it up. Did you notice it at the time? And did you say no, <laughs> no salami, no payment? Or how does that work? What I did was I went in and the very nice secretary was there and we have your car already, and so I gave her the, you know, it was a hundred and fifty bucks, uh, you know, to you know to wax it and do whatever, and it was raining when I picked it up, uh-huh. and and I got in because it was raining. I just jumped in and I started to take off. Yes, people, people do drive Ferraris in rain, and it wasn't bubbling up on the surface as I was leaving. And I thought to myself, Ooh. I've already had a conversation about, you know, not taking the dents out. For an ungodly sum, I wasn't going to go back and say, "Are you sure you did anything to this?" Oh man! I, I just said, "Lesson learned: never go back there." Wow. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, I've got a reputable guy now, and next year I'll take it into him and have him do it. Oh, you're too good to wax your own Ferrari. You have other people do it. No. <laughs> I just hit get it out from the mothballs and have them clean it up. That's it. And Got then I it. do the rest the rest of the year. So So you do do you how often do you wax your own cars? Twice a year. And what do you use even though they're not a sponsor? I just use you know like a Simonize or something like that. Okay. Turtle wax. You know what whatever I get my hands on. All right. To do because I don't I don't drive it other than taking it home in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I don't drive it in the rain, so uh, it doesn't ever get, it doesn't need to have more than two wax jobs a year. What about that uh, rain X that you put on your windshield to stop, to make the rain beat up and so you don't have to really use windshield wipers? Have you used that? Yes, I and have. Are you a believer or it seems like it works under most conditions, but it can produce additional glare from like oncoming headlights and stuff exactly it does the same thing as what i used to do with one of my cars is um i would wax the windshield wow the same wax that I. oh really yeah yeah and it would cover up the little swirls and stuff for a while and then after you would use your wipers which i did on this particular car it would wear it off oh after probably 
one and a half rainstorms. Yeah. You know, but but it did. Huh. It did uh, have it separate and, and do whatever. So wax your windshield sometime and and you'll see that it uh, and it didn't cause any glare uh, on that particular one. So do you use Rain-X? No. Not? Okay. No. I have I, I did use some from a friend of mine that had that used it on his cars. I did use it once on it. And again, you know, uh, with this particular car that I did drive in the rain, it would wear off with the wipers rubbing on it. Obviously, it would wear off with anything. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Toyota dealership try to sell me a wax type of thing over my whole car when I bought mm. a new Toyota one time. And they said, oh, the police use this stuff because they don't even need windshield wipers when it rains. It just... It just goes right off the windshield. I go, wow. I said, the next time I see a cop car in the rain not using their windshield wipers, I'm first of all going to call their division and tell them they're not doing that. And then I'll pull them over and say, hey, did you use that crap on here? Because you're not using your windshield wipers. That's uh, Needless to say, you were not a buyer of that product? No, no. No, wow. there are certain things you can't sell me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it won't hurt. Checks in the mail and one other thing, but yeah. I won't go into that. So. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. 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 I wonder if they still use that in uh, in like locker room talk or whatever. I'm sure it and has. It, to. Is there like a female version of of that? Do you think there's part of the female version in there well, that yeah. we won't get into? <laughs> no. I, here's something I don't think I've ever asked you. I was gonna start a new uh, a new feature called fake letters from fake viewers, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I won't because maybe maybe this is a real question. Which of these are you most likely, or do you believe, are real between Bigfoot, the abominable snowman, or Yeti, the Loch Ness monster, or just aliens? in general, from outer space. You mean if I had to believe in one of them? Or do you have a tendency to believe that there's a possibility of, I guess, I mean, aliens, who's to say that with all the billions of planets, there aren't other life forms someplace. So maybe throw that out. But between Bigfoot and Yeti and Loch Ness Monster, any inklings that any of those might have some root in fact and not just fiction? The only one that I would think would possibly have any fact at all in it would be the Loch Ness Monster. Really? Yeah. Uh, the picture of the Loch Ness Monster is what makes me not believe in it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there could be something. What was that taken in the early 1900s? Yeah, I'd have to look it up and see. But, yeah, it's got to yeah, be it's, 60, 80 yeah, years ago, whatever. Oh, at least, yeah. And I would say that, you know, maybe, I don't know, it could have been a branch, you know, from a floating log or something like that. Right. Am I, are you saying, do I think there is a Loch Ness Monster? No, I do not. Okay. No, I do. I know for a fact that there could be a um, Sasquatch or a Yeti because my brother-in-law has that much hair on his back and he does <laughs> fish without a shirt sometimes. So somebody could have taken a picture of him walking back through the woods yeah. after fishing a stream, and, and that could have been him. 
no aliens in my lifetime, I don't think. No. Okay. Yes, I, I'll back up on that. There is one. She's the vice president of the United <laughs> States. Men in black, uh, there was some truth to that, and she escaped, I guess, <laughs> from the movie set. The, the uh, Loch Ness Monster picture was published in 1934, so. Okay, yeah, yeah I knew it was way ago. back. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, out of all those, no, I don't. I don't. And really. and that classic picture of Bigfoot. Do you think that was a fabricated or b a trick of the light or c just a weird some other creature or? I think I think if anything, it was probably fabricated. Okay. Uh, it looks too too much like somebody put a uh, um, you know some kind of a costume on. And said, "Hey, take my picture going through here, and yeah, and we'll put it somewhere." And then it just, you know, exploded with people saying that there's something like that. I don't think that type of a thing could survive without somebody else seeing it in the meantime, right? To tell you the truth, so, it is a. I'm just looking up the uh, the classic picture of it, and it's it is amazing how many. A, how many shows are still on specials of we've got new inside information of the Yeti or of the Bigfoot or whatever. It's just just amazing. The, that and the supernatural where they go into the homes. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can see this face, this transparent face, and the door closed by itself or whatever. It's like, okay. <laughs> who, who watches those things who watches an hour's worth of that garbage <laughs> that you wind up at the end of the show with nothing proved right yeah you know well next week we'll be going to tennessee <laughs> and seeing uh, goober goober schmoober's house and, and he's every time he drinks at night he sees his ex-wife <laughs> that i might believe yeah it is amazing what people will spend time either wanting to believe or I don't know, really believing, but uh, what do you think? I know that Kerry Lake has lost at least one or two appeals. I mean, is anything good going to happen in Arizona? Wait a minute. You mean they're not going to have another election? If it was up to her, I'm sure they would, but it's hard to believe that not a single voter was disenfranchised like they said in their reply to her, but I haven't heard anything since then, I don't know if she's still going to sue or what, but that's just really sad. Well, she, she has to. That person she ran against, honest to God, is like one of those people, girls in high school that nobody talked to or nobody ever remembers. I mean, she is a zero when it comes to anything there. She wasn't elected to anything, was she? Or was she? I, I, if I was Carrie Lake, I'd be livid. I would... I would go to the ends of the earth to make sure they had another election there. And that what that may cause is having Masters win the election over Kelly, too. Yeah. If they redid that. Because I know if she threw away Lake's votes, she threw away Masters' votes. Right. And Kelly only won by a slim margin there, too. Yeah. I, there is no way that that woman won that. No way. It, it's, it patterns the Biden, you know, he literally was hiding in the basement. And, and I don't know what she did, but she didn't really campaign. And 
it just, she didn't debate either. Yeah, it just sort of reeks of we know that we're going to win, so why waste a bunch of money and time and potentially looking bad when I can just do nothing and, oh, that's right, I'm running the election. Yeah. I, now, I fault Carrie Lake for saying in the beginning, look, I don't want her anywhere near this election. She can't, she, she can't run for office and then count the votes, have everybody that she knows counting the votes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't allow another election? I would say, look, bring it on. Bring on another election if I was that Hobbs woman. Right. I'd say, if you think you lost, I'll do another election. But they are running scared, and that's because they cheated. And you know what happens when you say stuff like that? You you have the other side going, oh, you're a poor loser. Just because she lost, you you think they cheated, you know, and that they did. No, the, the loser is the person she was running against. If she had a half a brain, you know, any brain cells, I might say, okay, she lost. But this person literally, again, is a zero. Yeah. And... Kelly Lake had all the right answers for everything. And I think when people go back at you, like she was doing with reporters mm-hmm. during her campaign, there's there's like a red flag, and then Hillary Clinton, you know, gets all these people together and say, look, she's not winning the race no matter what. Yeah. So make sure she loses. It's so frustrating. But really until they – Put in some reforms, and I don't know what the makeup of the legislator legislature is out there. Who knows if it's going to come out differently next time? That's the doubly frustrating part: is unless they come up with a different way of counting the votes or casting the ballots, it's hard to say that the same shenanigans won't happen. And I mean, the running out of ink and making people wait, and oh, we don't have toner and oh, all these ballots, something happened to them. It's just, it smells so bad that it seems like even a loser, like the uh, person who pretend to won, she would want to redo it too, just to prove that she really won. What What are you afraid of? Exactly, exactly. If, it, if I were in the same case, I'd say, bring it on again. Yeah. Bring it on again. But the fact of the matter is, is, is that weren't there some ballots that weren't even counted? I'm sure there were. I mean, I thought there was like a couple of uh, counties where they didn't even count the ballots. And it was so close that maybe one of those counties would have put it over to begin with. Hmm. I would bet bet the lug nuts on my Ferrari that that she won that race, hands down. Well, more power to her if she can fight the good fight. I'm I'm saddened. I thought for sure they were going to have another election. Yeah, I don't and, know. And they should be able to have one between between December and January when you know everybody's put into their offices or whatever. Right. And and how long does it take for a real election to be counted? Yeah, for a real election, that whole mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting. There's got to be a more common sense way, even if it's more. B- Polling locations where you don't have to travel so far, but just, oh, it just stinks to high heaven the way they do that. If you want to vote and you want your vote to be counted, go into your precinct and do it. Yeah. That's how it was done up until Trump won. And from then on, it's been a cheat fest 
the whole time. Yeah. You you go in, you show them your ID, you vote, and then you leave. And that's how you do it. If you're that concerned about what's going on with America, that's what you do. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're an illegal person, A, get out of my country. And B, you can't vote. So have an ID with you, a legal ID, and go vote. That's it. It really does need to be a proactive thing where you go out and vote, not someone sends you something and then goads you into voting or says, oh, you need some help filling out that ballot? Or, oh, you're in a nursing home. Here, these are the people I recommend. Or who knows how they do it, but unless you're really invested in the election and the outcome and you want to care about the issues and you study and you watch debates and read talking points and whatever, and then you go out and vote, it seems like people who do that should get like two votes for the people who just sit on their butt, do nothing and hand their ballot over to someone, maybe give them a half a vote or something. (laughs) It's so maddening. It is. I think a law should be, if you're going to allow, uh, I would say assisted living senior citizen places like that, that would be the only place um, that you could do that with, uh, that you would have two legitimate right and left people going in there together with the votes and then having them do that while you watch them do it. Right. They would do it privately, but... Watch them. And then if they can't fill it out when they're in there, then then you don't fill one out. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're doing to begin with anyway. So right, right. it's all very simple. You know, you you that's how you make a, an election legitimate. It's amazing how many people would say, Oh no, 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 that's disenfranchising voters and that's that's you know what's the word uh, besides disenfranchising that they say they're trying to suppress you're trying to suppress the black vote or you're trying to suppress this and that vote. And no, that's not it at all. You know what I would say to that person? I would say, what are you saying to me? Are you saying that black people aren't smart enough to go to a precinct to vote? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? That they, they have to do it in their house to be able to, to make their vote count? No, they'll do the same thing we do. Go to the precinct and vote. If you don't want to vote, okay, that's fine. I don't mind that. But stay the f- out of my business and go into the precinct and do it on your own. Oh, man. Yeah, I just can't speak about it anymore. But hopefully someone will have the uh, gonads enough to make some reforms there and many other states because... It's just going the wrong way in a lot of places. Just like there's two house races that haven't been called because they've got all these mail-in ballots and they've got this and they've got that and they're still counting them. And unbelievable. It is. And that's what causes the mess. Like yep. you say, is all these extra you know, mail-in votes and, and whatnot. It, it can't be that complicated. It, it's one or the other. You... You go to the assisted living places and you do that. You cannot do a mail-in vote if you're capable of going to your area to vote for it. Yeah. Either you go there and your vote is there to use or you don't vote at all, period, 
That's all there is to it. I don't give a crap if people are saying that's disenfranchising people. It is not. You can make it to your precinct because your precinct's within two or three miles of your yeah. your house usually. So, and, you know, you can walk to it probably if you wanted to, if you wanted to vote that bad. Yep. Oh, well, here's hoping something good will happen this time or next time. How about, uh, man, holy cow, time has, has doubly flown. Have you ever been in a situation where, I'm sure you have because everyone has, but I was at a particular uh, high school, I was at a high school production of a uh, a musical and I was videotaping it as I do as a, as a courtesy gesture for the parents and for the teachers and the, the people that are in it. And about th probably 15 feet away from me in the first row of not really the balcony, but the back section of the auditorium, there's a mom with... Oh, please don't tell me what you're going to say. Uh, three or four kids, including maybe a two-year-old-ish toddler. Of course, I'm recording and I've got the audio back there. And at least 10 or 15 times during the two hours, the kid is just blubbering and not crying, really, just, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the mom does not have the self-awareness to think that it may be bothering other people. And just, I mean, there's three three other kids there that could take care of themselves, but yet she wouldn't get up and leave and not come back or leave and, you know, quiet the kid down or something. It just, I was so so upset what do you do in a situation like that i i go up right beside her ear behind her and i say excuse me ma'am <laughs> or oh. or i might go up to her ear and go <laughs> because that's what your kids doing ma'am your kids bothering me i'm gonna bother you it's like a barking dog People that have dogs that bark, yeah. they don't they don't hear them. They don't hear them. They have to be made aware of what their kid is doing. And maybe you might have to be the one that steps up and says, hey, listen, lady, if the kids are going to keep acting like that, you got to leave because I'm taping this and I can hear his blubbering crap <laughs> when I'm doing this taping. I don't want it on there because then I got to edit it, okay? You stupid moron! Oh, I was pretty close to doing something close to that. I, I will say a couple of years ago, I was at our local movie theater and there were like four teenagers in front of us just just talking and talking as the movie started. But then they just kept talking and talking and I leaned forward and I can't remember what I said. It was like, I don't know if it, I mean, it was it was relatively polite, but it was like, please, really? And they sort of looked at me like, oh, what's he going to do? But they they quieted down after that. But, oh, that lady. I mean, do you think people like that don't have the self-awareness? Or do you think, oh, well, my kid is just such a lovely little, you know. Rat. Yeah, that no one cares. I I I would pray, and I know that, that, that this is going wasted, this prayer. That, that she doesn't have the... It's like I say with a barking dog. Yeah. If you got a dog that barks all the time, you don't notice it. you got a kid 
like you say, that blubbers all the time. So he probably does that 14 hours a day at their house. Yeah, you that's know, and, true. And that's just like it's like the barking dog. You know, they're that's just what he does, and I gotta put up with it. So guess what? I'll take him with me. You know, because my other blubbering idiot Brad is in this play, and I gotta go watch it. <laughs> that's what you do with this lady. You tap her on the shoulder and say, "Ma'am, you're gonna you're gonna have to take your son out into the lobby until he can behave himself." Okay? Do you mind? I'm taping right here behind here, and I'm picking up all this crap, and I don't want it. Okay? So move him out of here, or I'll help you do it myself. Okay? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Me or you? <laughs> oh, I will do that next time. I've just made a vow to our thousands of listeners, so. Um, next time there's that problem, I'll, I'll handle it. Cause oh. now every, of course, when I hear it, when I listen back and, and I was editing it, like you say, cause I have one feed right from the microphones where you can't hear any of the audience, but you have to have the rest of the, the house audio to hear the orchestra and whatever. So there were times when I heard that blubbering little, that fiend, and I either had to mix all of the audience out. <laughs> Or I had a performance from another night, and so I had to use part of that scene, and it was, it had taken me twice as long as it should have, which really upset me. So, exactly, and that's that's what I was gonna say. When it takes you that long to edit it to do that because of a blubbering kid, if it were me, next time I would do that. I would say politely one time, I would say it that way. I, ma'am, I'm only gonna tell you politely once. Get your kid out of here until he stops blubbering. Okay, all right. You didn't. You, I, I know you probably didn't notice it, you know. But everybody else around you did, okay. So take them out of here right away. If I keep hearing that stuff, there will be consequences. <laughs> all right? Do you understand me? And then have this real wide-eyed look in your face, yeah. like you're about to come unglued. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll do it. All right. Well, I'll report back. Hopefully, it won't happen again. But well, let me go with you. And next time you do the, the videotaping, I'll be the one that can tap her on the shoulder and say, ma'am, remove this vile piece of flesh until he can behave himself in public, okay? We don't like him when he acts like that. I know they, I mean, like if you go to a, like a real Broadway play or something, they will have an usher come around and escort you out if you do something like that. Oh, but you can't in a public school. Are you kidding no, you know, you, you know. cannot do that. That's outrageous. But I can. <laughs> Bring me next time. Okay. I will pray somebody does that. <laughs> All right. Well, with that sage advice under my cap, thank you sincerely for listening. Uh, make sure you share because the more the merrier. And come on back next week to the right angle. That was easy. <laughs>